Well, hot diggity, it's a film stripping podcast bonus episode number one. My name is Erica, and as always, is my co-captain, Chris. Westside! Oh, that's appropriate. Okay, I like that. I'm hosting today's bonus episode, so please bear with me. I'm very nervous. So a bonus episode is basically we're going to do like half an hour. We're just going to chat about the movie and see what type of research I was able to get. For my first episode, I chose West Side Story. So I was trying to think of... A musical that was like a super juxtaposition to La La Land about Los Angeles. And I was like, oh my God, isn't West Side Story about two rival gangs in LA? Like, we'll do West Side Story. Perfect. It's in Manhattan. (laughs) So good job, Erica. It was the West Side of New York City. Yeah. I did not get that. I totally forgot. You can't really tell when you're there, like when you're watching the movie that they're in any city. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not New York or Los Angeles. No, absolutely. And watching this again, much like most musicals, this is the first time I've ever seen this movie. And immediately when I'm watching it, I'm like, they definitely pulled a lot of inspiration for La La Land from this. Clearly. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chris, would you like to give us a brief synopsis of the movie? Oh, absolutely. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crush this, all right? Okay, so this is a story about Maria and Tony falling in love. Okay, so Maria is a Capulet and Tony is a Montague. So it's basically Romeo and Juliet, but instead of everybody fighting with swords and knives, this starts off with dance fights and tickle fights and throwing produce until along the way people eventually get killed and Tony and Maria try to stop all the gang violence and run away together, but you just can't stop it. You can't stop the machine. The end. Yeah, yeah that was pretty good. Um, I just went on the internet and I found a little synopsis. Uh, two youngsters from rival New York City gangs fall in love, but tensions between their respective friends build toward tragedy. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty good. Yeah, no, that was great. Um, So, Chris, just... Kind of tell me how you felt about this movie. It's clearly a classic. Uh-huh. I mean, it. everybody's seen this movie, except you, which is fine. Uh, but tell me what your first thoughts about it are. Seeing it for the first time in 2019. I want to start it off with saying I'm really glad this is the first time that I'd seen this movie as a mature adult and being able to watch this. Because I think if I saw this movie, if I was like in middle school, high school, early college... I would have definitely been very cynical about it and blown it off and not been into it. But I think I I think because I've matured slightly, slightly, <laughs> slightly that I think I, I, I had a great time with this movie. And to give uh, the audience a little bit of insight into what happened is that you had borrowed the DVD from your mom for us to watch. And we popped it on and immediately the thing came up and it said, this film has been modified for your screen or, you know, for your viewing, whatever, to fit your screen. And I was like, I am not watching this in four by three pan and scan. Yeah. He made us buy this movie on iTunes so that yeah. we can watch it in like the proper dimensions. Oh, yeah. Because he wanted to really give this movie its like full attention or Absolutely. its full whatever. It deserves I mean? it. It totally does, too. I couldn't imagine watching to see how beautifully this movie was shot. I can't imagine taking away from the widescreen aspect of that and then having to sit there and watch a 
cropped version of this. Yeah, I'm really glad you made that decision. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, worth it. Totally worth it. So besides the very explicit um, violence against women, again, which I feel like we just can't get away from. Hollywood, am I right? Like, come on. Can we just be people? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do we have to attack women all the time? I don't know. Yeah. At this point, I'm almost rooting for a movie where we attack men. Those movies exist. I haven't seen them. I'll show them But I would love them. Yeah. So besides the plot, I mean, we've all seen the movie, so we don't really need to get into that. This movie is so beautifully shot. It really is. Every scene was like a photo. And mm-hmm. what I loved most, too, is because uh, the musical came out three years before the movie was released, um, which is a very short period of time for, I think, to go from musical to movie mm-hmm. and for someone to uh, make that transition, like make it f- uh, adapt it. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Like adapt it to the big screen. And I love that everything felt like I was watching it on stage. Yeah, they did a great thing that... I think Chicago tried to do as well, but this movie did it so much better because you could tell with the exception of a few things at the beginning of the movie, most of it is shot on sound stages. They, the way that they were able to make these sound stages look like a city and it didn't look lazy. That was the thing with Chicago that I had a problem with is everything looked lazy about the set design. This looked great. Like when they're on the rooftops and they had the like scaffolding going up and the fire escapes and the city in the background, it was gorgeous. Like you always say, the suspension of disbelief. We're watching this as a play performance, basically. But it looks, I mean, they, they put so much detail in trying to make it look real that you go there as, as a viewer. Absolutely. I was The craftsmanship in this is, is an A+. And how about the costume design? Costume design was okay. Everybody was in mustard jackets again. I don't know. Well, the what jets it, were in mustard jackets. Okay. There was too many mustard jackets for my liking, but yeah. sure. The sharks look good every scene i was really i knew this movie was about gang fights we're not it's not about gang fights but i knew this is about two rival gangs on the same turf and the movie started off and immediately the jets are walking around claiming their turf of the territory by snapping well it escalates from snapping very quickly to pirouettes and You know, <laughs> deep lunges. And I don't know what it is when you do your hands in like a cartwheel motion above your head. But like, <laughs> it's almost like when SpongeBob goes, imagination. It is. And that's how they claim their turf. And then the uh, rival gang, the Sharks, right? Jets and, yeah, yes. Jets and Sharks. They do the exact same thing. But they look so much better. I don't know what it is. I If I were one of the people, like if I was an older man... At this time, living in one of, but not him, like living on, you know, in like one of the buildings around this happening and looking down on it, you're like, oh my God, the ballet kids are at it again. (laughs) Oh God, they're going to ballet fight. Doris! Doris! Like this guy just got done. Like he's probably like 10 years removed from fighting in World War II. And like he watched his buddy die in a trench and he's just like killing Nazis. And these yahoos are down below ballet fighting. Yeah. He's probably like, oh, fucking kill me. Like this is what I fought for. Oh my God. I didn't even think about that. What I love about this musical is that just like Greece and Chicago, you can sing almost all the songs except for the ones where maria goes like super high pitched i can't i almost needed subtitles like what accent did the jets have what is that 
I think they were mixed. I think it was like one person was doing like a thick Italian one. I think one person was doing trying to do like an Irish one and someone was trying to just do a straight up New Jersey one. Mm. But I you say that right now and I can't even think of one song in Chicago. I, like off the top of my head right now, nothing. Nothing coming to my you, mind. I could sing you the soundtrack right now. How many times have you seen it or listened to the soundtrack? A hundreds. hundreds. See, that's what I'm saying. Like you've had that like ingrained into you to mm-hmm. where you know that mm-hmm. I've seen this once I've seen Chicago once I I could t- I could name you like I didn't know we just watched this mm-hmm. with the exception of Paul Blart Mall Cop. This is the only movie that oh we've just God. watched and immediately started recording. What's the matter? Did I say something? I just feel like this could have been the one time we didn't talk about Paul Blart. Mall Cop. <laughs> we could have gotten around it. Well, I could sing you all the movies, all the songs in this movie. Um, well, and one, two, three, four. I'm so pretty. No, okay, we, we, so, we're going to get, yeah, we're so gonna get actually, busted again. There's there's one thing that I wanted to ask you a question about it during this movie. It's the first time we see Maria and Anita. Is that right? Mm-hmm. An- Anita. Uh, and they're putting a dress together for Maria to go to the dance. And she's like, I want a lower neckline. And Anita says, they're like, blah, blah, blah. These boys just want to dance. Maria's trying to justify it. The boys just want to dance. And she, Anita says, yeah, at the beginning of the night, the the boys will have you dancing. And at the end of the night, they'll have you praying. Is that a blowjob joke? Oh, my God. I don't think so. Because, like, she's on her knees. No. Ew. Do you think it's that? I don't, I'm asking you. You've seen this movie before. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I've seen the movie, but that's, I, mean, I didn't think they were joking. I thought it, it meant praying, like repenting your sins because you've had intercourse pre-marriage. Oh, okay. That works too. I thought it was a blowjob. Mm-hmm. Okay. That works too. I don't think Anita would joke about a blowjob. She's a really good Catholic girl. Like that's not something you joke about. She bones. Does she? She doesn't say oh, she's bones. She's totally boning. Please don't talk about Anita boning. You can see it in her eyes. Um, I do. Uh, okay. So two things. One, can we talk about the brown face? Was it for sure brown face? Yes. Okay. Wait. Wait. I have a question before we get to it because whenever I was watching it, I thought that they were a person of color of Ooh. some sort. Well, and most most noticeably on what's the shark's main guy's name? Bernardo. Bernardo. Or Bernard. Bernardo. Bernardo. Sure. On him, it looked like he might be. Of some sort of not white ethnicity, but they just browned him up a little bit more. White guy. Really? Mm-hmm. Full white guy, full brown face. Rita Moreno, she was pissed because they made her go brown face because she wasn't dark enough. And she's actually, as we all know, Puerto Rican. I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah. That she was Puerto Rican? I don't even know who that is. Rita Moreno? Yeah. So Rita Moreno was really upset that they made her do brown face because this is just the color of her skin and she's Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. But of course, the people are like, no, you guys have to be brown. So everybody's in brown face except for uh, Chino, uh, the guy who kills Romeo at the end, and uh, Loco. Jamie, his actor name or his real name is Jamie Rogers. So those are the two actual Hispanic people and they don't need to do the brown face for this movie. And surprisingly, Natalie Wood. She isn't in, obviously. She doesn't yeah. do the brown face, and I don't really know why. Mm. Maybe they didn't want the main character of brown skin. Like, Maybe, I'm not, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, like, as a Hollywood thing, they're like, oh, we want people to like her, so let's not make her brown. Yeah. Right? And also, 
why is Natalie Natalie Wood is Russian? She's from Russian uh, a Russian family. Born here though, right? I mean, yeah. she's of like. I mean, her mom and dad are from Russia, right? Why did they make her the the main lady? Like, why wasn't Rita Moreno the main star? So weird. They got to get a white woman in there to sell the movie, so someone will come in, so people will come and watch it. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so is there anything else you want to talk about? Because really, I I know I said one, but I just want to talk about. Oh, here's two parkour. Oh, yeah. This is definitely where parkour originated from, right? Absolutely. I know the people in France were big West Side Story fans. So when they started doing, I'm joking right now. Oh. I'm just making this all up. Yeah. No, <laughs> but absolutely. These uh, kids are doing parkour all along uh, New York City, or at least on the West Side. <laughs> it was really beautiful to watch. They did a great job. Also, the fact that they're singing the songs about being in America and like all the racism that they experience, you could take this entire movie and put it today and the, all the words are exactly the same. Like they, it, this really carries through generations. I really hope Steven Spielberg doesn't fuck this up. Like I really want him to make an excellent Are they remake. doing a remake of this? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. The, um, the guy that we love from The Kingsman. Uh, the cute one, the uh, main guy. Yeah, uh, Taryn. No, that's um. Yeah, Taryn. And so Al Gore is uh. That's Baby from Baby Driver. Oh shoot, he's not Kingsman guy. No, no. Oh, so he's gonna play Tony. Cool. Yeah, I'm into that. He's a good actor. I can't wait to see which white actress is gonna play Maria. Um, I'm going to guess right now. Emma Stone. It's gonna be. Oh, let's see here. Oh, he's a little bit. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with Emma Watson. She already has musical experience with Beauty and the Beast. I'm saying Emma Watson, a British girl, is going to play the Puerto Rican girl. Yeah, that's okay. where my money's at. Okay. My question is, do you think they'll go brown face? Yes. Yes. They'll definitely do like too much bronzer. S Spielberg always goes brown face. I mean, it's his go-to. I have a question. Tony and Maria first meet at... A high school dance? Yes, they're in the gym. Right. Okay, I guess that's a high school dance. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, the police show up? Because well, a policeman. One policeman shows up because he's just following the gangs around constantly. And I have to say, this is one of the most tragic people to look at. He just has a very unfortunate shape to him. And I don't know how quite how to verbalize it, but anytime he was on screen... I was completely distracted by just how, I want to say lumpy. He just looked lumpy in the wrong places. I would say this policeman is the perfect combination of Paul Blart Mall Cop mm -hmm. and the melty face guy from Greece. But like top and bottom. I think he has the top of melty guy from Greece and the bottom of Paul Blart Mall Cop. But also like the mess of melty face from Greece. Oh, yeah. Because that's what I didn't like about him yeah, was he, he just looked. Dirty. He looked like he rolled out of the dumpster. Yeah. Absolutely. He was really unfortunate. But I mean, everybody else around them, every actor in this movie did an excellent job. I mean, these, again, I love these whole package actors. Sing, dance, perform, excite me. I love it. I want to be them. No. <laughs> They've just got everything. Like nobody, I can name you a couple of people today who have this much talent. And I feel like, Almost everyone had the same talent back then. I don't know. 
Oh, well, I think a big part of it is the coordination of all parts of the production. I think their choreography was enhanced by the way that this movie was shot and blocked. They'll be doing something and the camera and like kind of like a it's kind of like a wide shot setup and they're doing something and the camera just kind of like pans with their movement and then ends like on a close up of another set of guys doing a completely different thing. And everybody's like hitting their marks like right at the right time. And the camera just keeps moving and going. And it's these really long takes, kind of like what we saw in La La Land, rather than what they did in Chicago, where it was just like a lot of fast cutting and just one static shot base. I mean, not, not static, but just like one angle of the stage as we're watching it happen, just with like a lot of quick cuts. Mm-hmm. This is like very slowly, methodically paced and well planned out. Even with the lighting, they did a lot of different things where the lights would cut in and out so you could only see certain parts of the screen mm-hmm. as it was moving along. And I think that's one of the things that really helped build the choreography. That's interesting. I didn't even think about all the lighting and like everything that went behind it. I just saw fucking Anita killing it out there. She was amazing. How do I get that dress? One thing that I think the, a misstep that they took in this movie on the technical side was they kept doing this thing. They did it several times throughout the movie where in post-production during the editing process, they would like fuzz out parts of the screen. So only certain parts of the screen were visual. So like they did this like fake focus, like they'd smudged part of the screen and then just like a little bit was visible to kind of like highlight a person here and a highlight a person there. And I feel like they really missed the boat on planning that beforehand and doing that with a lighting technique where like maybe everything else goes dark and you just see the person in the light because it's so distracting whenever you're watching it and this fake effect goes on we've we've evolved as film viewers so when we see something like that we just think is is this a mistake what's going on i mean yeah i feel like i know it's not a mistake it just it feels really unfortunate and you're right like if you didn't know how to do this on a computer, it would have been much easier to have done it with lighting. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I found that the gangs themselves, with the exception of at the very end where they actually start having knife and gun fights, for the most part, these gangs are very, very innocent because they're having like tickle fights and throwing it's really produce. Cute. Yeah. I was like, I was so on board with it. I'm having fun. Like, this is actually, I was really, really into uh, the first half of this movie with, with that tone of everything and the fact that they were like really heated gang fights and gang rivalry, but they would just pin someone down and start tickling them and yeah. shit. I was like, this is fucking <laughs> hilarious. I love it. This is so good. But their innocence also shows in the sense that. They have to set up a meeting between the two gangs and they're Where? like, they set it up at the candy shop. And I, as I'm watching this, I'm like, oh shit, is this what 50 Cent was talking about all the time? Where he's like, I'll take you to the candy shop. Is he talking about like setting up a gang rival like meeting where you like either battle it out or you set up a truce? I mean, he probably got shot nine times at the candy shop, right? Isn't that the whole story? He was at a candy shop when he got shot. Am I making this up? I thought that was the whole thing. I I know he got shot. I did not know that he was at a candy shop whenever he got shot. I'm totally making that up. I have no idea. Oh, shit. Well, I don't know my 50 Cent lore that much. I know that he's wearing a bulletproof vest on that album cover, and he's literally been shot. Nine times. You know that for sure? No, I'm making that up, too. okay. Maybe 27. It's something outrageous. There's no way it's 27 times. I don't know. I don't know. All right, so I am ready to get into awards. Okay, cool. 
You want me to just start guessing? So the Academy Awards were in 1962. So it's the 34th annual Academy Awards held um, at like the Santa Monica Convention Center or something. And Bob Hope was the uh, main person, the host. Uh Uh-huh. Isn't that so fun? I guess. So cute. Okay. What was it? How many was it nominated for and how many did it win? Do you want me to like try and guess what they were, what the nominations were? Yeah. Go ahead and guess what the nominations were. Okay. So I'm I'm going to say best picture, best director, best set design, best costuming, probably best song is in there, uh, best adapted screenplay, probably best actress, maybe best actor. And that's where I'm going to stop. Best cinematography. And I'm going to stop. All right. So best motion picture mm-hmm. win. Yep. Best director win. Boom. Best supporting actor, George Chakaris. He was Bernardo. Win. Oh, wow. Best supporting actress, Rita Moreno. Woo woo. Win. Win. Yeah. Wow. She was the first Hispanic woman uh, to ever win an Oscar. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Best screenplay based on material from another medium. Nominated, did not win. Uh, Scoring of a musical picture, win. Yeah, should have gone for that. The score was actually great. The parts where they're not doing the musical numbers, the score is fantastic. Beautiful. The the overture and the intermission, so cool. I know we didn't even talk about the overture. I love the overture. So instead of doing ads or like commercials or trailers for other movies, they just played a song. Yeah. Beautiful. It's great. Uh, it was not nominated for any songs. What was nominated and won for best song this year was Moon River from The Breakfast Club. Oh. Or, sorry, The Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. Uh, sound, best sound, win. <laughs> All right. Best art direction, comma, color, mm-hmm. win. Best cinematography, comma, color, win. Yeah. Best costume design, color, win. Uh-huh. And best film editing, win. So it won 10 out of the 11 awards it was nominated for. Which one didn't it win? Oh, song? No, no. best screenplay based on material from oh, another medium. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That, oh, that's great. Wow. Yeah, I know. Amazing. Wow. Uh, okay. So what do we do now? Budget? Box office. Yes. Box office. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think the budget is? I'm going to say $3 million. Okay. Pretty close. It was $6 million. Oh, wow. Which in today's dollars is $51.2 million. That's quite a budget. 51.2? Wow. Yeah. Okay. How much did it get domestically? I'm going to say $20 million. $43.7 wow. million. Dollars. Wow. Yeah. People loved it. So in today's money, that's $373.2 million. Oh, my God. That's more than Avatar. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> And then is this a thing where like movies weren't released worldwide? Because I couldn't figure out a worldwide release money thing. They they probably they definitely were, but they don't have information on it. Oh. It wasn't until very recently, when I say very recently, probably around the eighties that they really started tracking the international markets that much. That seems really late. And, and that you can find documentation on it. Okay. Yeah. So Okay, well, I found no documentation about how much money it made outside of America. I'm going to say a ton. This movie made a ton of money overseas. So I just want to take a moment, as one should, to honor the great Rita Moreno. As I said, she's the first Hispanic woman to ever win an Oscar. Mm -hmm. Um, She's also an EGOT holder. She's also... Really? Yeah. She's also a triple crown of acting, which I didn't know was a thing. A triple crown of acting is when you get an award, like, just for you. For like your performance in like Oscar, Emmy, something else. I can't remember. But there's only two women to hold Triple Crown of Acting. It's her and a woman named Helen Hayes. 
Hmm. I don't know who that is, but go Rita. Okay, ratings. You go first. You always go first. I'm going to give this a solid nine. Nice. I loved it. And I really couldn't tell you why I'm not giving it a 10. I don't know why I'm not giving it. I think I'm not giving it a 10 because I don't like certain parts of it. Not because it was not a good movie, mm-hmm. but because I didn't like that Anita was like almost raped by the Jets. Like that, that was, was really That was a little rough to watch. Yeah. yeah. And it really didn't seem like within her personality to have walked into the candy store being like, hi, guys. Like I imagine her walking in being like, what the fuck? I want to talk to Tony. I want to talk to Doc. And then be- becoming scared because they're now being aggressive. But she came in just not what I thought was her personality. Yeah, it was a bit of a plot hole as far as a character development is yeah. concerned. She seemed throughout the entire movie a little bit stronger than that. Yeah. I- I'm with you on that. I'm giving this movie an eight. Wow. I would have given it even higher. Like whenever we're at a certain point, I'm like, I'm going to give this a nine. The problem is this movie is way too long. It is way too long, and I started to check out 30 minutes before it was done. I was just could not wait for it to be over. I know. I wanted to ask you why, like, this movie was really long. I think Grease was really long, too, right? I think Grease was just shy of two hours. But for that movie, Grease should only be, like, an hour and a half long, tops. Why are all these old older movies, why are they so long? M- movies are long now. It's great. Really? Yeah, like I guarantee you almost every single one of those Marvel movies that comes out, they're all oh. probably over two hours long. You're right. But, uh, you know, again, with a lot of those, I always think, God, can we shave just like 15 minutes off of this? It's got to be in there somewhere that we can cut it down. Same thing with this. I think it's a masterpiece. I really do. I think it's so well uh, shot and like everything about it. I think it's fucking awesome. Just way too long. Metacritic gives it an 8.6. What? Yep. IMDb, uh-huh. a 7.6. Ooh, IMDb. And Fat Dad, a 7. But, wow. I rated this higher than Fat Dad. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, we're going to have something to talk about. Thank you guys for listening to our, my very first bonus episode. I hope I didn't disappoint you guys as a host. It was kind of scary. You're going to put a little tidbit at the very end of this episode where I'm, I'm going to talk to you guys about my next bonus episode. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know the theme for next month, so I don't know the bonus episode. All right. We'll see you soon. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.